my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. God is going to work all things out together for the good of those who love him. So Mm -hmm. it's for our good. It's for his glory. But the problem is, is I was defining good Mm -hmm. on my terms. Mm -hmm. And instead of releasing that to the Lord with open hands and saying, I think this is what is best for my life. And this is what is good. But I have to give all of those expectations, all of those hopes and dreams and what I define as good to the Lord so that Mm -hmm. he can now redefine that. And if we pray, you know, we pray for the growth and the character and the endurance and, and the long suffering, like we pray for these things. But like, I look back and I'm like, all of that pain that God has brought me through, that is exactly how I have been able to learn some of these things and Mm -hmm. to grow in the hope and promises of God. And that was through my suffering. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Nicole, welcome to She. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. Such a joy. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think so many of us often feel like, you know, life's giving us more than we can handle. It's just, you know, not going our way and it can really start to get us down. And I think, I don't know, I just, I really think your story is inspiring. I love the topic of your book. So I'm excited to dive in. But for those who don't know you or, you know, just kind of to get started, can you share your story or like a little spark notes version of your story and what led you to write the book, Take Back Your Joy, Fighting for Purpose When Life is More Than You Can Handle? Yes. So I honestly wrote this book out of my darkest pain. Mm -hmm. It was honestly just my misunderstanding of God, my questions, my Mm -hmm. doubts. And all of this kind of started many, many years ago. I had a horrible traumatic event and I was raped. And Mm -hmm. that event made me, you know, growing up in a Christian family, all of that, it made me question God and his sovereignty and Mm -hmm. what I was reading was, oh, the Proverbs 31 woman who laughs at the days to come and yeah. consider consider it joy when you face trials. Mm-hmm. You know, all these verses and things that we read, it made no sense mm-hmm. to me. And then on the other side, it was like God was, I, I was reading that he was my protector, my mm-hmm. shield, my fortress. And then I looked at my own life mm-hmm. and I just, I did not know what to do with mm-hmm. this. It was just like, the doubt and the pain and the darkness. And then fast forward all these years later in 2019, I walked through 
cancer and Mm. very severe depression and went through miscarriage and just a slew of other Mm. things. And so I think like that was, that was almost what did me in. I mean, all those years ago, of course, Mm -hmm. with the rape, but now all these years later, it was like, okay, Lord, we have got to figure out Mm -hmm. this whole joy and suffering topic Mm -hmm. that is throughout the word. And I don't know how to do that. So I just, I had to deep dive and really go to the word for my answers. Yeah. And I think there's such a, it's such a struggle because it feels like, how can those things coexist? You know, and I think a lot of times in culture, we say the cliche, like you can hold joy and pain at the same time. And while that may be true, I think the understanding that I've had to wrestle with, and I'm sure you did too, is like joy and suffering doesn't necessarily mean that you feel super happy. Like I think a lot of times we think joy, we think, oh, I'm feeling on top of the world. I'm laughing a lot. I'm like experiencing joy. (laughs) And it's almost like, I think, and I'd be curious what your take on this is, but from a biblical perspective, it's more of like a deeper joy. And and I'd be curious what your thought is on that. Because I think when people think about the word joy, they often relate it back to their circumstances in their life, what's going well, how they're feeling. So when we face hard or painful seasons in our life, joy seems like completely unreasonable and out of reach. But as Christians, how can we do a better job of defining what joy is and what it looks like through different seasons, even the really hard ones? Yeah. I mean, I think separating happiness from joy Mm -hmm. is the first step Yeah, (laughs) because, you know, happiness, like you said, it's, it's fleeting. It's a feeling. It's Uh very much based off almost just events. And it's almost like that fleeting fickle faith, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of this joy, which is our foundational faith. And it's almost this assurance that, that God is our strength and he's with us regardless of what we go through. Mm -hmm. And it's in that process of knowing him, being in relationship with him. And that is our joy, but Mm -hmm. none of that is circumstantial. So Mm -hmm. I think just like defining the two is very important as Mm -hmm. a first step so that we can actually move forward and say, okay, so when the Bible says, these are the fruits of the spirit and joy is listed. God's not asking me to be happy all the time. That would just be ridiculous, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's the last thing I wanted to hear when Mm -hmm. I was going through all my things. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there's no way that a loving, good, faithful, kind, grace-filled God would tell Mm -hmm. me to be happy Mm -hmm. in those situations. Mm -hmm. And so really defining the two and realizing like joy is that assurance that no matter what, he is good and he is with us and he will equip us with whatever we need to walk through whatever we face. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much more of a deeply rooted state of being than and than an emotion or a feeling. Right. Um, yeah. So I love how you pointed out like the importance of, of separating those two things. I think similarly, I think sometimes we have like a faulty idea that we can feel either joy or we can feel sadness, but the truth isn't necessarily that black and white in most of the, right. most of the time. I think a lot of times we feel both in a sim- at the same time or in a similar season. And I'd be curious what would be your advice on how to hold space for both negative and challenging emotions like anger or sadness or confusion or frustration with the more positive ones like hope and joy. Right. I mean, that's a great question because we always say it is one or the other. And I am a very black and white person. Mm-hmm. It's either all or nothing with me. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard, like you said, to hold that space. But to live in the middle, I, I honestly think being a hundred percent authentic with the Lord and vulnerable with those people who are closest to us. I mean, not, not fake, of course, but having those positive emotions does start with knowing the word and knowing who God is. 
because if we go to scripture and we're able to read all about God's character and what, you know, joy is and what is sadness and what is peace and what is anger and all of these things, then it kind of like takes the focus off of ourselves and we see almost a bigger picture mm-hmm. of who God is as sovereign. Mm-hmm. And I think we, I think that's when the praise and the gratefulness and thankfulness and more of that contentment becomes on our, on our lips and in our lives. And we can be mad, but we can also be so grateful, mm-hmm. you know, for what's right in front of us. And that's just, that's just the honest fact, you know, you, you're going to have to live in the middle for most of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Straddling the tension of the middle, I think is the greatest challenge because we want to live in really clearly defined little boxes sometimes. Right. Um, But yeah, that really is. I think that really is the truth. So I want to talk about the difference between a theology of glory and a theology of suffering. I think we've gotten really good at focusing on the theology of glory, but what's the difference between the two and why is it important for us to understand that? Oh, that is, oh, that's so important. I absolutely love talking about this because I had it so wrong. Mm. And I just, it's almost like pain makes you go inward very easily. You, when you go through trials, you just kind of like focus on yourself. So that theology of glory is kind of at the forefront Mm. and you forget about all the scriptures that talk about suffering. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is in Philippians, it says you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. And I don't know about you, but when I go through some like some crap show, I am like, that is not what I think of is this is such a privilege, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, this is such a joy. But you think of like how Job worshiped, even though he was going through horrific things. And you read in another one of Philippians that's like, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and share in his sufferings. Like, these are the things that we pray for. We pray to be made more like Christ, Mm -hmm. but it's what produces those things is, is actually some of the suffering. And Mm -hmm. I think the theology of glory just points everyone to yourself and that really binds us to our sin, but Mm. the theology of suffering that glorifies the Lord and it gives us that ultimate freedom and joy that we've been praying for all along, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's this hard dichotomy of like living in the middle, but also now recognizing that suffering can actually be joyful and a privilege. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? So that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's such a hard thing to wrap your mind around. Like how in the world could this be a privilege? How can this be good? Because it doesn't feel like it's for, it doesn't feel good for us. And right. I think what's so hard is like, even our, like I, I heard, I heard someone say this once and it was a good reminder, similar to what you're talking about, but just in a more like a general context, they were saying like, even your worst days are part of like, God working things together for your good and for his glory. And I think that's the hard part because it's like the privilege of suffering ultimately can glorify God through our lives, but it's through our weakness, you know? And I think we often want the one want it through the, through the lens of strength, through the lens of happiness, through the lens of, you know, good things and things that don't seem good. It's so hard to comprehend how they might be for good, even if they themselves are not good. So that's that distinction is so critical. I appreciate the way you shared that. Something else I want to talk about is in your book, you talk about 10 ways you can take back joy. And I think this is a really interesting concept. So I want to dig into a few of them. I know the first two are staying grounded 
rooted in God's word and believing the truth. But what does that look like? And how can it help us find joy when life gives us more than we can handle? I think the knowing God's word, kind of how I've been sharing a few of these key verses that have helped me. I mean, knowing even the truth of Romans 8, 28, which you just mentioned, that God is going to work all things out together for the good of those who love him. So Mm -hmm. it's for our good. It's for his glory. But the problem is, is I was defining good Mm -hmm. on my terms. Mm -hmm. And instead of releasing that to the Lord with open hands and saying, I think this is what is best for my life and this is what is good, but I have to give all of those expectations, all of those hopes and dreams and what I define as good to the Lord so that Mm -hmm. he can now redefine that. And if we pray, you know, we pray for the growth and the character and the endurance and, and the long suffering, like we pray for these things, but like, I look back and I'm like, all of that pain that God has brought me through. That is exactly how I have been able to learn some of these things and Mm -hmm. to grow in the hope and promises of God. And that was through my suffering. So I'm getting what I prayed for, but it's Mm -hmm. like not in the way that I thought. And so I think like knowing God's word and believing the truth of who he is always brings us back to almost how small we are Mm -hmm. before the Lord, but also how amazing is it that he wants to use us in huge ways to showcase his glory, Mm -hmm. whether that's through the pain or through social media or through writing books or through talking to your neighbor, like he is using us with the people that are right in front of us. And that is, that's a beautiful thing because he didn't have to. And that is what I always go back to. I'm like, God did not have to do any of this. He didn't have to give me my husband. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to give me opportunities, but he did. And uh, I just forever grateful when you go back to, you know, believing the truth and staying grounded in the word. Absolutely. So good. Did you see my new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit, credit to the people. 
With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Okay, so one other thing I want to touch on is your advice for something. (laughs) I would be curious (laughs) what advice you would give to someone who feels like they're experiencing deep, deep pain and suffering that doesn't match up with what they've read in the Bible or feeling like, like kind of what you explained early in your journey when you had experienced some of these really hard things and you were like, okay, God, we need to get on the same page. Like I am not like the things that I'm reading are not in any way making sense to me. They're not comforting. Right. Um, What advice would you give to someone in that position? Oh, it is the worst it is the worst place. I think it's, I mean, I get it. It feels so confusing and Mm -hmm. frustrating, but you are not alone in that, Mm -hmm. that there are so many people and women going through similar things. And I think the enemy really likes to isolate us Mm -hmm. and really likes us to play the victim and make us feel like we are the only ones in the entire world going through this specific thing. And I think that's when we do have to remember, you know, the truth of the word, like that God is close to the brokenhearted, that Mm -hmm. there will be shouts of joy, that this season you're in is not wasted. You know, that like the spirit intercedes for us, that he will place us on solid ground, that that joy is coming. And those are the only things that I'm able to stand on 
in those like worst places. It's not necessarily the like, God is my protector. God is my this and this, like Mm -hmm. after the rape, it's more of the promises of the almost like what's to come and that he says he's close to the brokenhearted. That's a promise. Mm -hmm. So he will be. And almost like looking back to on all the things that he has done. Oh gosh, I going through the whole cancer journey, like looking back, I, I didn't even know if God was going to bring me through and Mm -hmm. going back to like that Romans 8, 8, 28 and thinking, oh, wow, is this really God's, Mm -hmm. my good and for his glory? Like Mm -hmm. that just seems so far off, but thinking how, okay, where has he come through for me already? Because Mm -hmm. he has, and I have to go back. Maybe it was when I was 10, maybe it was when I was 15. And those like Ebenezer stones are the Mm -hmm. things that we have to go back to so that we can actually move forward. But knowing you're not alone, I mean, that's huge. And I I know you're big on that too, Mm -hmm. of just like, you're not alone. Yeah, that's so good. I think going back is is just such a piece, good piece of advice because when you're in it, like when you're in the crap and you feel like the only one and you feel isolated and you feel like God's forgotten about you or ignored you or all of the above, Sometimes going back to, okay, but where have I seen God's faithfulness before can help pull you through when you have yet to see the full picture of what he's doing or to see his redemptive hand in it. And so, and sometimes we don't see his redemptive hand on something on this side of heaven. Like, I don't know about you, but as a natural writer, I like to pencil in my own redemption stories. Like I remember there was, it was like, I had a, I had a miscarriage and then I had this idea that like by the end of the year, and I think I wasn't sure. I just assumed it was God's voice, but I, I might have just been an idea in my brain. But I was like, oh, by the end of the year, we'll have a baby, like by this time next year. And then I had this realization of like, I would have to get pregnant in like a month. And then I did. And that was due like exactly one year from our miscarriage. And I remember thinking, like, wow, look at God flexing his big muscle. Like, this is our redemption story. Yeah. And then lost that baby like far along in the pregnancy, too. And I was like, uh what the heck God? Like, you know, and like, I even saw a rainbow after a ultrasound that was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So there were all these things. And I think while, yeah. while it makes human sense to like kind of read into those signs or think like, wow, this is God's redemption. I also can like reflectively look back and be like, I think I penciled in a lot of things. Cause I just thought that would make a great yep. story, you know, and it's what I yep. wanted to happen. And so yeah, I think that can be one of the biggest challenges too, is like, we tend to pencil in our own redemption stories and our definition of good doesn't always match what God's definition of good is for us. Cause he has such a yeah. bigger picture, but anyway, yeah, I just, I really appreciate oh, what you I, said there. I 1000% understand that because I said the exact same thing after mm-hmm. I was going through a miscarriage and the doctors were like, I think you're going, they said, I think like they're, I think you're going through a miscarriage. I think this is what's going on. And I was like, oh, I'm going to show you, Mm. like, I'm going to show you how big my God is. So in two weeks when I come back, like Mm. you will see a healthy baby in my belly, like Mm. just you wait. And I was hopeful. I was, I was holding on to the promises. Mm. I was so hopeful. And then when I came back two weeks later, nope. There was nothing. And I was so, that is when it's like, you can't, you can't just like go sing worship songs and feel like Mm -hmm. that's going to pull you out. Right. You know, like, and and it's also, I think it contradicts and not to interrupt. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think sometimes that when those kind of things happen, it challenges this idea that like, if you just believe big enough and don't get me wrong, like faith as small as as small as a mustard seed, like can move mountains. But this idea that like, it's somehow up to how much you can believe to like, whether or not you're going to bend God's will to yours or you're going to get the outcome. Like, I think that actually sets that theology sets us up for 
a lot of confusion around God's character as like, yeah. as well as a huge insecurity of like, well, did I not actually believe strong enough? Like, is it my fault somehow because my faith wasn't big enough? Like, I think exactly. we can get into really messy territory really quickly when we get into that frame of mind and that way of thinking. Oh, totally. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right there with you. And it's tough because it's like, you do want to believe that God can do anything, but assuming that that will then change your outcome, it makes your the, the outcome and also even like your faith so dependent on you that it's like, right. you really have no control in certain situations. And so you have to like, I've had, right. I don't know if you've had to learn this through your own suffering, but I feel like I've had to learn what does it look like to trust God? Because I think sometimes when we're suffering or when we're facing something potentially hard, we want to trust Him for healing, for redemption, for an outcome, for a, a result, for a resolve yeah. to something. And I feel like through chronic suffering, like when suffering just kind of compounds and it's like, what the heck, why is yeah. this not ending? Like the redemption was supposed yeah. to have come by now. It's the challenge of learning to trust, not yeah. for an outcome, just trusting regardless of an outcome. And I think that's the hardest lesson to learn as your faith is oh, taken yeah. and as you grow as a believer. I think it's, I mean, gosh, I feel like that's a lifelong lesson. You know, mm-hmm. you hear, I've, I've heard it said before, like that you focus on, you put all your eggs in the basket of the promiser instead mm-hmm. of the promises. Mm-hmm. And you focus on him, not the like you said, the outcomes and all the promises that he does speak of. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, you don't want to get your hopes up. You don't want to get disappointed. Mm -hmm. You don't want to like, it's just such a hard balance, but that's why I think like step-by-step trusting every moment, every day, every, like sometimes it's hourly and it's in that obedience and that discipline that we have to remain and have that, you know, abiding in him mm-hmm. and gosh, but that is so hard, you yeah. know, that this is not an easy thing that you just find in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So one other thing I want to talk about, you know, we've talked a lot about how to navigate our own trials and kind of lean into joy in the midst of our own suffering and challenges. But what if you're not necessarily the one walking through the suffering, but you're trying to support or comfort a friend who's facing something really hard or really painful? What advice would you have for how we can support them outside of just, you know, repeating common cliches like praying for you or God's working it out or God has a plan? (laughs) Yeah. Don't say God will never give you more than you can. Yeah. Please do not say crap like that. I mean, I think if you're a wordy person and that person receives words very well, you know, just saying that you love them and you're here for them. But I really think service is kind of when like, that's what helped me the most was, you know, when that person just goes out of their way to serve and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be something crazy, but just in that meal or Mm -hmm. helping with the kids or, you know, checking in on your spouse or bringing groceries, like whatever it is. And if they are, you know, wordy too, you can remind them of very hope-filled scriptures that you can actually, you know, cling to that aren't the cliches. And then listening. It was so good for me to have people who just listen to me vent. I mean, yeah. we're talking the raw, right? Mm-hmm. And and that there's no judgment, that mm-hmm. it, there's no filter, that you are just expressing your anger and frustration and everything and questions and and yes, doing that with the Lord, but having those friends who support through the truth, support through allowing you to just be yourself and vent all day long if they need, and then through service, those are just far more than words sometimes. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, Nicole, this has been so good. And I think so necessary for so many of us to hear when walking through really hard things. And I just, I just been so encouraging for me personally. So I'm like, I can only imagine how encouraging it is for anyone listening. So I would love if you can share just as we wrap up, where can listeners find you? Where can they hear more from you and where can they get your book? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram mostly. I don't have TikTok or anything like that. So Instagram <laughs> is um, just Nicole.JacobsMeyer. And then my website is NicoleJacobsMeyer.com. And then books, basically where you buy books. So awesome. I Amazon sometimes has for, you know, 10% off. So yay. <laughs> and remind us the name of the book again. Take Back Your Joy, Fighting for Purpose When Life is More Than You Can Handle. Love it. Love it. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything that you've shared, the wisdom, the encouragement, the vulnerability in terms of sharing your story. You've been through so much, but you have a lot to show for it in terms of what God's done in your life and the wisdom you have to share. So I have been blessed by it and I know this community will be as well. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.